You're listening to Watching Friends on the HyperX Podcast Network. Welcome back to Watching Friends. I'm Ryan, and he touched my fanny. And I'm Mark. Oh, sorry. Did I get you? <laughs> and if you can't tell, uh, we're back with season three, episode five, the one with Frank Jr. Yeah, this is not an episode I'm that excited to talk about, sadly. I mean, we briefly mentioned at the end of the last episode that I said it's better than I remember it being, or I thought it was going to be. Um, it is. It's Yeah, it's not a laugh a minute episode, but I still quite like it, I guess. Um, yeah, I- we- I guess I guess we'll get into the actual episode when we do that. Yeah, uh, we should probably talk about some more friends news. There's so much friend news. I feel like we need a separate podcast just for friends news. So I, I want to talk about our podcast for a second. So we always ask you at the end of the episode if you get that far, which I hope you do, uh, for for reviews on like iTunes and Google Podcasts or whatever they call it, all the other places. And I found out the other day that when you look at reviews in your podcast app. You only see the reviews for your like your country. Oh. So when I clicked on our one, we've got like loads of reviews. Looks absolutely great, and it's only showing reviews for the UK because the algorithms dictate that if we're based in the UK, only people in the UK want to listen to us. Which is why we have a huge UK following, a bit more of Europe, and then America's further down, right? Fair. Which is really frustrating because like everyone should be able to listen to this. Doesn't matter what country you're in. Yeah, don't regionalize this. Uh, but it turns out the reviews are also regionalized. So, you know, in the UK, we have, I think it's like 4.5 on iTunes. In America, we have five out of five, yeah. but far less reviews. Uh, but we do have a couple of reviews I did want to read out because um, we always like to, to read them out. If you, if you write a review, you've taken the time, we're going to read it out on air. Uh, so we had Friendly Podcast, five stars, thank you, uh, from Nightrune8388. And a, a podcast about friends. If you like the show, you'll love this podcast. So thank you. To the point. I like that. And then we've got another one. I don't even like from listener ML. Maybe it's something about British people re- reacting to American media. I don't know. But if unlike me, you actually do like friends, you'll really love this show. Five stars again. So I think they, they're not a fan of friends. But they're like us. They, yeah, they like British podcasts. So yeah, that's a, that's a cool thing to, yeah. to think about. If someone's listening to a show, not because of the... Well, not because of the content in a, in a way, but they're enjoying you know a British take on something that they're not a fan of. Like a little dose of culture shock type yeah. thing. Uh, so that that's really cool. So yeah, you can leave us reviews on iTunes, Google Play. I don't know, Spotify allows it, but yeah, wherever else you can find our podcast, which is always nice to have. And it helps us uh, to, to spread the show to other people. It does. Uh, there was a, a, a few other things. So I saw this on one of the friends groups on Facebook. Uh, is there anyone out there who thinks Monica settled for Chandler? I mean, she was way out of his league. Her love life wasn't going anywhere. He wasn't even her first choice to have sex with. Uh, I know unpopular opinion, but still. And I was like, oh, that's a hot take. Uh, it's a weird take. Um, I think the idea of settling is weird and toxic. Um, yeah. She didn't. You can know someone for years, and dating them is still a very different relationship. And getting to know them in that way is much different to knowing them the rest of the time. Yep. And you can learn new things that are great, or you can learn things that you don't like. And be like, oh my god, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, so yeah, but I don't think she settled. Um, no. just she got to know Chandler in a different way. I think she's always liked Chandler and known him, and there's probably been like a little bit something there. Uh, Probably more from her side, really, because Chandler's neurotic and doesn't think he, he can have anyone. Yeah. Uh, but she's always like seen him as a friend and got on with him, and probably not really thought too deeply about it. Especially she spent a lot of time with him. She's not been like super immediately attracted and, and gone that route. And it it probably has been like over time. Yeah, like maybe you know Chandler is right, and okay, he was wasn't her first choice when she was in a very terrible place. No. Uh, but you know he was in the right place at the right time, and she's like actually you know. Why didn't we do this? Like, why didn't I see you more deeply as this romantic interest? Well, because it, it's not like he wasn't her first choice for Happily Ever After. He wasn't her first choice for a one-night stand. 
No. And it's not like Joey was the choice for the one night stand because Joey's necessarily better than Channel 8. It's just that if you were going to look at the, you know, the three dudes in the show, Ross isn't an option, obviously. Um, and then you've got one night stand. Joey is clearly the one night stand guy. Yep. So it, it makes sense. Uh, so yeah, if you've uh, got some input on that, one of your own hot takes or different different viewpoint, we'd love to hear and read it out on the podcast. You can uh, find our contact form at watchingfriends.com. Now send us a quick email. Tell us what you think. You know, Do you think Monica settled for Chandler? Or do you uh, think it was the right thing for her to do? It's all about timing, really, isn't it, at the end of the day? Uh, and then another thing I just want to quickly bring up is Jennifer Aniston had, a, had an interview somewhere talking about like the, the romance with, uh, with David Swimmer. And, you know, how that happened. And, you know, the interviewer says, like, did you sleep together? Like, that's the room is you two slept together. And ultimately, after, you know, it's one of those interviews where the interview is about uh, a sentence long and they pad it out with other bit of text and questions. But ultimately, she goes, no, I, we didn't sleep together. And if we did, I definitely would be telling anyone I slept with David Swimmer. Yeah. Um, so I, I quite like the way that she's she's boosting him there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although we do know that Rachel loves to do that. She did that for Chandler, which is like, I'm going to tell the story. Everyone's going to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, which didn't quite work out so well for Chandler. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, I, I do like these little things that pop up now and then from the Friends crowd. Yeah, I also saw that, I think it was Jennifer Aniston, well, that her daughter's now watched the show. Nope, that's my brain getting fandoms confused. This yep. is Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think she has a daughter. Nope, it's been a very long week. I'm very tired. That, that was meant to be the whole big thing. It's like, why are you not married yet? Why do you not have a family yet? I was saying, I was like, that's a different blonde lady from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it was Sam Shrigal didn't even said that her daughter has watched all of Buffy now. And he's Team Angel. Do you, do you know, if we did a Buffy episode, at least it would make a bit more sense where you mess things up. I've had a tiring week. It's been, it's been intense. I guess we should probably get into the episode then. Yeah. Um, so we open with Chandler entering the apartment and he finds Joey measuring lots of wood. It looks like a builder's yard in there, Mark. Yeah, it does. Um, I think we should play the clip, right? Yeah. Hey. 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 So what happened? Did a forest tick you off? <laughs> no. You know how we're always saying we need a place for the mail. Yeah? Well, I started building one, but then I decided to take it to the next step. You're building a post office? No, an entertainment unit with a mail cubby built right in. It's a one-day job, Max. Okay. My word, those are snug. <laughs> oh, yeah. These are my old work pants. Sergio Valente. Power saw kind of got away from you there. Now, at the end of that clip, you hear a pratfall, and it's one of the best little kind of clips of friends of all time. Yep. Of Chandler just falling over half his door. Yeah. Like it's in the credits. It's all. It's just great. I love it. Yep. And, and I think you know, guys in their twenties always think they can build stuff, and you have a project like, yeah, I can build. That's easy. And then you go ahead and do it, and realize actually you're not a builder. Depends what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't overestimate my, my DIY ability, I guess. Um, mostly I don't have tools. I feel like if I had the tools, I could do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, th- th- there's a different joke in my head about DIY and you can do it all night long with the tools. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, recently I was helping a friend uh, doing DIY. I don't know what you'd call the actual task. Um, but they were surprised that I knew as much as I knew about doing it. I was like, this is going to happen when we do this, this, and this. We were just... Really... You're, you, you, you're not holding the bristle end. Yeah, <laughs> well yeah, done. Anyways, like, it was, we were dating silicone from our window frame, and whoever had lived in the house previously had decided that rather than using polyfill, selling it down, and then fitting new silicone and moving the old one, we'd just use the silicone to fill the gaps in the wall. Oh. So I was like, dude, when I take this off, it's going to rip all of this like brickwork out because of the way they've done it, and it's, you're going to have like a two-inch gap around the window. And they were looking at me like, why is Ryan talking in like technical builder speak? He doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm like, I've done this kind of stuff a lot. It's Did you have your tight blue jeans on that show your ass crack? I didn't. I had some old tatty trousers. Okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't Sergio Valente. It was just old tat. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, DIY is not overly difficult as long as, you know, 
Measure twice, cut once. That's all you need to remember. Watch YouTube videos. Apart from the, there's a, I've been looking at a lot of YouTube videos lately for, for decorating and, you know, DIY and fixing things, right? The one thing that always annoys me is you see a video and they're like, right, here's how you take the part off. Cool. You do this. And then the video cuts. And then it's all completely dissembled. And you're like, no, no, you need to show me. This is the important bit. <laughs> and you skipped out because you clearly messed it up or didn't know how to record it or whatever. It's like, no, that's why I watched your video. Not to see the end result. I need to see how to do it. Yeah, you basically want Lego instructions. Yes. Like a 250 page booklet yes. tells you exactly what to do. Yep. Um, but then we leave the builder's yard in the apartment and join Phoebe's pacing outside Central Park, drinking from a mug. And uh, Rachel pops out to see if there's any sign of Frank Jr. But there isn't. And uh, Phoebe thinks Rachel's being really sweet waiting out there, but she's actually just there to tell Phoebe that Gunther says you're not allowed to drink from mugs outside. Well, the mugs are quite nice and expensive. Like, I, I bet people take them home all the time. Probably. I just find it a bit weird, and I feel like if anyone's going to get away with it, it'll be Rachel's friend. Yep. Uh, but we go inside Central Park. Chandler has a question for the group. Not. Does anyone else think David Copperfield's cute? No, but he told me he thinks you're a fox. All right. Janice likes him. In fact, she likes him so much, she put him on her uh, freebie list. Her what? Well, we have a deal where we each get to pick five different celebrities that we could sleep with. And the other one can't get met. Uh, the heart of every healthy relationship. Honesty, respect, and sex with celebrities. So Chandler, who's on your list? Uh, Kim Basinger, uh, Cindy Crawford, Halle Berry, Yasmin Bleak, oh. and uh, Jessica Rabbit. Now, you do realize that she's a cartoon and way out of your league. No, I know, I know. I just always wondered if I could get her eyes to pop out of her head. Yeah. Hey, Monica, who would yours be? First, I need a boyfriend, then I can have a list. Just a game, Mon. Rach, how about you? Oh, I don't know. I guess Chris O'Donnell, John F. Kennedy Jr., Daniel Day-Lewis, Sting, and Parker Stevenson. Spider-Man? Hardy Boy. Peter Parker. Thank you. What about you, honey? Who'd be on your list? I, you know, that, that kind of thing requires some serious thought. First, I'll divide my prospective candidates into categories. <coughs> what a geek. Right. I have two things here. Go on. You can't call Ross a geek after reminding him who Peter Parker is. I feel like that's on you there, Chandler. Um, but these lists are weird. Like, I know they're meant to be a bit of fun. I was waiting to get into this and you to go, yes, you've got a list of me going, that's weird. No. I don't have a list. Um, given that all the characters in the show tend to enter exclusively monogamous relationships, it's kind of a weird thing. But it did make me think, do you think that people have ever had a list like this in their relationship and then one of them's had the chance to act on it? Like, did that end well? I would probably guess not. No. Uh, especially when it's a celebrity involved, right? Yeah. Because you're going to be like, well, okay, let's say you, they met the celebrity and it went further, right? Like, so not only did you cheat on me, but it's with someone who's way better than me, who's richer and famous and part of whatever. Well, I think the only reason that these lists are seen as like a bit of harmless fun is because it's seen as improbable, almost impossible that the situation's ever going to arise. Mm. So there's no emotional risk involved in being like, oh, you know, my partner said they'd sleep with this person, but they're never going to meet them. So I don't have to feel weird or threatened by it. But yeah, but also there's the fact like you have them on the list and you're like, well, yeah, of course I'd let you like sleep with them because... It's very unlikely you are because they're they're a famous celebrity. Well, so like, yeah, I would be. Yeah, it's fine. You can do it because they are like famous. Like, why wouldn't you want to sleep with a famous person? You're essentially giving permission for something that you don't think is ever going to happen. Yeah. So there's no stakes to it. Whereas if you would, you know, if you're like, oh, Mark, other five girls you know that you want to sleep with, and you were like, yes, the girl at the plug. <laughs> if you listed people you actually knew on a day to day basis, that would be an entirely different well, conversation. The, the the joke is in like other shows that do this is like you know your 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 hot sister. Or your mum or your cousin or whatever, like someone more closely related or your best friend. Like, yeah, as soon as you start putting that stuff down, then it's... Yeah, once it seems possible, suddenly the conversation takes a weirdly different tone. And Yeah. Yeah. But uh, also Chandler has Jessica Rabbit on his list, Mark, who is interestingly voiced by Kathleen Turner. Do you oh, okay. Yeah, who plays his dad. 
So Chandler thinks about his mum before that and no one wants to sleep with his dad's voice. <laughs> okay. yeah, I just thought that was a cool little bit of trivia. And just in case this is your first time listening, I don't mean Matthew Perry's dad. I mean Chandler's dad in the show, who is played by Kathleen Turner, a woman, because Chandler's dad in the show is a... Oh, we don't ever get told. We know they're a drag queen and a, yeah. a, a transsexual. We never get told anything about their actual gender identity. Because, yeah. again, it was the 90s and it wasn't a thing. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. A little bit of, you know, Kathleen Turner pops up later on. And, yeah. I, I really didn't like the way he said, you know, he wants to see her eyes pop out because... In the cartoon, it's probably fine. In real life, that would be the worst thing possible. Yeah, terrifying idea. <laughs> and also, I kind of think Joey would make their eyes pop out, not Chandler. Um, you can give Chandler a chance, you never know. You know I mean, <laughs> Jessica Rabbit dated, you know, Roger Rabbit. So, <laughs> so you know, it's all based on taste. They didn't know I can't have a taste. I, I don't know. You know. Sometimes the women are more agreeable with Joey than, than with Chandler. <laughs> But, uh, but Jessica might not be. Jessica might look at Joey and be like, no, I've had that before. I want the dork in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, us dorks get lucky, Mark. <laughs> That's true. But uh, Phoebe enters and introduces her brother to the gang. Frank is immediately taken with Monica and Rachel, which, you know, makes sense. Uh, they discuss plans. Phoebe wants to bond, but Frank's wants ninja stars and photos of hookers. This is where I kind of don't like Frank. When he's just like the, the kind of weird kid, it's fine, but they... they really ever play like his mental state i don't know how to describe it but he's very like young-minded in what he wants to do and just kind of a wreck of a person well they don't we don't i mean technically we've seen him once already when he accidentally drops a condom in phoebe's thing but well, and we get to meet him uh at the house as well briefly but uh, yeah but at no point have they really set out how old frank jr is meant to be my assumption is he's like 14 15 Oh, I'm thinking he's in his 20s. That's the, I'm thinking like, because he starts dating a teacher later on. So he can't be that old because he's dating a teacher. Well, the teacher could be from college, university, whatever, right? Yeah. Like, we don't know if he's gone back to school or been held back or anything. But in, in my mind, I think of him being, you know, he's a couple years younger than Phoebe. Yeah, he's a lot younger than Phoebe to me. I, I assumed teen. Given how he's portrayed in the show, I just think he's kind of poorly cast in the sense of the actor looks a bit too old yes. for the role. But I was like, he's 14, 15. Given what he likes to do and the way he acts, to me, he's got to be like a gormless that's, teen. That's what I mean, yeah. Like, he, it, it makes me feel like Beavis and Butthead. Like, it, it probably plays on that quite a lot because that was pretty big at this sort of time. Yeah. And it's clearly going for that energy. But yeah, it, as a character, I really don't like it as a character trait. And you saying he's 14 makes, you know, the previous episode where he drops a condom in... Uh, Phoebe's guitar case even weirder well we, we never get it confirmed if that is Frank Jr or if it's just them reusing actors like when yeah, Estelle delivers yeah. Ben and so my assumption would be it's not Frank Jr otherwise we'd have been told it's Frank Jr it's just the actor being used twice yeah. so we have to kind of forget that happened for, for you know the headcanon I guess you know all this talk about age you know I think we're going to have to look this up because otherwise we're going to get called out for this okay look at so, it Mark so, so I've looked it up. So Frank Jr., um, you know, when he starts the relationship with Mrs. Knight, uh, he is 18 then. So, yeah, you could, you could assume, you know, he's between 16 and 18 at this point because, again, Friends, like, timeline is really hard to judge, like, how long has passed. Yeah. For things. Um, so, yeah, may, maybe it makes more sense. But, yeah, I do not look at him and think of him as being under 18. I look at him and go, he's clearly 25. Yeah, like I look at the actor and think 20s. I look at the character and think, you know, teen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, as always of age in Friends, it's, it's kind of ambiguous. But, you know, we, we got our answer now, Mark. We did our research, like a professional podcast. Just, just at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> Not poor recording <laughs> no. at all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's definitely, definitely a, a teen. Um, we then see Joey hard at work in the apartment and we get the second memorable shot of the episode as a draw comes through the wall narrowly missing Chandler's head oh this is this is brilliant you, you have to think of the logistics that have gone into it as well to make sure they don't hit the actor because even though you'd be like right Chandler is 10 foot away putting the drill through it, I would still be thinking but what if we hit him what if he <laughs> like, slips yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah like it's, it's absolutely great and then obviously uh you know, Joey, Joey's line that I said at the start of the episode, like, oh, sorry, did, did I get you? <laughs> and Charlie goes, no, you get me, I die. <laughs> I, just, what's he, I don't know what he's using the drill for at this point. 
Like, is he yeah. trying to put a bracket on the wall so that he can hold the unit up? Like, the DIY part, I don't understand. Like, why are you drilling a hole in that position? Yeah, I, I assume it's, yeah, for to hold it up and so it doesn't topple on everyone. Yeah, I just, it was just confusing. But again, it's one of those classic friends, you know, gifts, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just cool to see. Um, but then Chandler's upset, obviously, as you said. <laughs> he nearly died. Yeah. Um, but Joe is out of beer. <laughs> he heads over Monica's as Chandler slams his door. Well, half of it. I, I really like how Joey kind of has this, like, burly kind of workman yeah. kind of tone to his, like, body language and his voice and everything. He's feeling all macho. Yeah, he's yeah. Doing, he's doing, like, <laughs> what he thinks is men's work. Yeah. And it's, like, fair. I mean, you know, we've all we've all dug up a garden or something, and then you know, like a mini diet coke advert to ourselves. You know, we've all mopped our brow, and oh, I'm so manly. And then you know, yeah, sadly, the women are not looking at us as the sweat drip down at our flabby chests. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not quite the same. <laughs> Monica teases Joey for his tight jeans, which, to be honest, don't look that tight to me. I, I wonder if there's something going on in the background. I'm sure I remember something about um, like. Matt LeBlanc talking about he always used to eat and people would mention him eating a lot and getting a bit fat. I wonder if this is like the writers or the cast kind of taking the mick out of him a little bit. Okay. That maybe he's put on a little bit of weight lately. That seems um, a bit mean-spirited. A little bit. Uh, I do have to wonder why it's like so focused on. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think, well, it's like what, a couple of references in the episode? Yeah. Like, okay, well, it's not particularly funny. No. Like, um, but anyway, but then Joey tells Monica that the hardware store has designer tiles on sale. Oh, Monica, listen, I uh, saw it down at the hardware store. They got those designer tiles on sale if you ever want to redo your bathroom floor. What's wrong with my bathroom floor? Nothing, it's just old and dingy, that's all. <laughs> I highly doubt that. Oh, yeah? If you uh, move your hamper, you can see the color the tile used to be. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> live like this what are we gonna do what are we gonna do relax relax here hold this this old stuff comes right up i'll show you a little more than i want to see look at that every inch of this is glued down it takes forever to pry this up you should uh you should just leave it <laughs> i can't leave it you gouged a hole in my dingy floor they always say a little bit of knowledge is dangerous. Yep. And Joey's definitely got that right now where he's like, suddenly, you know, Mr. Fix-It can, can build a whole apartment. I mean, we've all had things where, like, oh, I can do that. And then you start and go, this is a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly I'm my debt from whatever the hell I was currently trying to do. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I imagine just pulling up someone's tile. At least do, do it in the corner first rather yeah, than know, in the middle. Where the basket was. Yeah. The thing that you can't see. Um, I was like, I was like, nothing. It's just dingy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a pretty hard <laughs> word. Uh, but we leave Changing Rooms, New York, uh, and find Phoebes and Frank Jr. sat on her sofa struggling to communicate. It's awkward, but also kind of cute. Oh, whoa! What? Yeah, I know what I wanted to ask you. Um, can you roll your tongue? Because uh, I can, and my mom couldn't. And I thought, you know, I figured that was something that I got from our dad. Well, you, you know? wait, you mean like this? Yeah, yeah, you can do it too, yeah. <laughs> You're not doing it. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. My mom could and I can't. So we don't have that. When's your birthday? February 16th. I know a guy who's the 18th. That's close. When's yours? October 25th. That's the same month as Halloween. <laughs> so, um, what kind of things do you like to do at home? Melt stuff. Yeah, this is the personality I really don't like, where he's just wanting to set things on fire and just, just be a horrible, terrible person. <laughs> just melting things. It's not yeah, that but, bad. yeah, but you know, you know where this, this leads to, don't you? It's not just him melting things. It, Starts to become a bit more dangerous and, and weird. It's not like a serial killer trifecta. It's not nailing kittens to someone's door. No, but I've, I've known people who start off like this and it goes a bit weird. I just think it's an exaggerated, like, weird teen. Like, yeah. you know, kind of 
burnout style character. Yeah, I, I really just don't like it as a, as a personality trait for Frank. Like he he does get better in later episodes, uh, but this it, it almost doesn't feel right. It's like they don't know how to to write the the character, and they're just like, oh, just chucking things out there. And even Phoebe doesn't know how to react to him. No. So I, I kind of I just just really don't like these scenes because they're they're awkward. But for me, they're awkward because I just don't like his character. No, oh, okay. For me, they're awkward because they're meant to be. Like yeah. I think, I think they nail it quite well. Like Frankie is weird. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's weird from a production standpoint. Yeah. I think he's just he's just a weird kid because he's fifteen and his dad left and he lives in the suburbs with his mum. Like, and he jumps in bushes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but now back at Central Park, and Ross has narrowed down three of his five. Ross is such a dork. Like, why are you putting this much thought into it? Well, first off, he was like, oh, that's kind of disgusting. Why would you have a list? And now he, he always does this. He always like puts people's thoughts down, whether it's like right or wrong to do that. And then he suddenly joins in anyway. Yeah, like, weird. Like, like at least, you know, if you, like, like Phoebe says, you know, if you're going to have like convictions, at least stand by them. Don't kind of flip flop over it. Exactly. Um, and Chandler has some weirdly thought out opinions on Ross's picks. Uh, one being that Isabella Rossellini is too international. And Ross should play the odds and pick someone who's around more. And then, Mark, we get our favourite thing on this podcast. A nice little burn from Rachel, who says, yeah, because that's why you won't get Isabella Rossellini. <laughs> geography. <laughs> she says geography like an American. Which, yep. uh, ugh. Geography. Uh, but yeah, I love that. I mean, we got you, Rachel Green, Queen of Comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's, the, it's the one thing this podcast achieves, Mark. It will be Rachel getting the comedic respect she deserves. We, we should have renamed the podcast the Rachel Green Comedy Podcast. Yeah, we're not definitely not joining the We Hate Rachel Green Club. No. no. Um, and then we jump around again to back at Phoebes, and Frank is melting a plastic spoon into an ashtray. He also wants to melt Phoebe's phone, which is a bit excessive, really. Like, that's a jump up from spoon to phone. Yep. Like, I don't know what the arson gradient is, but I feel like spoon to phone is too much of a jump. Yep. Um, Phoebe's clearly disappointed, uh, decides to go to bed, and places a fire extinguisher on the table just in case, which Frank then tries to melt. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just don't really don't like this personality. I, I can't articulate it well enough. Just hate it. That's fair. Uh, but then again, we jump the next day. We're at Monica's, and Frankie's messing about with nunchucks on the balcony. So how's it going with you guys? So far, it kind of blows. <laughs> I, don't know, I just thought, you know, that you'd feel more like a brother. You know, like you and Ross, just like close and connected. And oh, honey, we're close now, but you, you wouldn't believe the years of, of noogies and wedgies and flying wedgies and atomic wedgies. And <laughs> that's when the waistband actually goes over your head. <laughs> oh. Oh, we used to drive each other crazy playing the shadow game. Oh, how do you play the shadow game? Oh, how do you play the shadow game? I just asked you. I just asked you. I don't have time for this. <laughs> no, that is what the game is. You just gave up really quickly. Also, that's not a shadow game. That's just mimicry. Okay. Number one. And how many wedges were in Monica's childhood? Probably, probably a few. At least you would have seen Ross with quite a few, I bet. I bet he came home with his underwear over his head. Definitely. Well, while we untuck our wedges, Mark, I think it's time for an advert break. Class is back in session, and HyperX has the grade-A gear you need for dorm life, remote classes, and for schooling folks online. Shop the HyperX back-to-school deals going on now at HyperX.com to help make your return to student life a breeze. Comfortable cloud headsets can keep you focused in as you cram for finals with some lo-fi beats and stay productive with lightweight Pulsefire mice, responsive alloy keyboards, and more. Keep your GPA and your KDA high with HyperX products and accessories. Take a time machine back to before the world went to hell around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games? That's what I want to talk about. If you're cool enough, join us and listen to Less Than 2000, because that's all we talk about. Adam and Chad live Less Than 2000. Now part of the HyperX Podcast Network. Class is back in session, and HyperX has the grade A gear you need for dorm life, remote classes, and for schooling folks online. Shop the HyperX back-to-school deals going on at HyperX.com to help make your return to student life a breeze. Comfortable cloud headsets can help keep you focused in as you cram for finals with some lo-fi beats and stay productive with lightweight pulse fire mice, responsive alloy keyboards and more. 
keep your GPA and your KDA high with Hyperx products and accessories. Come on in, take a seat. What are you having? Well, of course I've heard of Hair at the Dogcast. That's the podcast that talks about video games and beer. For all of the latest gaming headlines, craft beer reviews, retro games, modern games, series retrospectives, console studies, and on occasion, extremely hungover discussions on the lore of Kingdom Hearts, make sure to check out Hair of the Dogcast, part of the HyperX Podcast Network. Hopefully you're all comfortable and unwedged. Yeah, I didn't need to see that from you. <laughs> uh, well, Chandler comes in looking for Joey because Chandler has a varnish lid stuck on his butt. Only to discover that Joey is moonlighting as Monica's Tyler. I mean, we've, we've all done this with paint lids where you've put it to the side because it's always got paint on the bottom of it somehow. And then you've touched it or stood on it or whatever. It's just ugh. I need to paint rooms in a shower cap. Because the amount of times there's been wet paint and I've turned around and my hair or like my ponytail's flipped and just gone <laughs> and just stuck to a wall and I'm like, oh, now I've got a motion in my hair. It happens yeah. all the time. So no, tuck your ponytail into your shirt, people. It's the only, it's the only <laughs> okay. safe way. And the beard as well, right? Yeah. I, I mean, if you're that close to the wall, someone's gone wrong. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> just tuck it in. It, it just saves you a lot of hassle. Um, back at Phoebe's again. Uh, and sibling bonding continues as they're watching TV as Phoebe's phone rings. Hello? Oh my God, I totally forgot. Well, can't someone else do it? But I have company. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's all right, I'll come in. Okay. Um, Frank, I'm really sorry, but I have to go into work. It's, it's one of my regulars, and he's insisting that I do him, so... Hey, what kind of work do you do? Oh, I'm a masseuse. I give people massages and stuff. You, you work at one of those massage parlors? <laughs> well, I, you know, we don't call it that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. No, I had no idea. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I'll be back in, in a little bit, unless you want to come with me. You mean, like, watch? No, no, you can get one yourself. It'll be on the house, you know. What are big sisters for? Well, I don't think this, you know? No, 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 I would do you myself. I mean, that would be weird. Yeah, no, I'll get one of the other girls to do it. Oh, this is so much fun! Yay! Are you excited? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, do Monica and Rachel work there? You'd hope Monica and Rachel would. You wish, there. Frank. Yeah, you wish. Um, poor, well, yeah. adorable, innocent Phoebes. Well, yeah, like massage parlours uh, or getting a massage in the West is seen maybe as a bit seedy mm-hmm. in some ways. I think it's getting more normalised now, but, but certainly, and I'm sure we've discussed this before, uh, like you go to Asia and every like second place is a place to get a massage. Like it's a thing that you just do maybe daily, weekly, whatever. Like, it's just perfectly normal to be like, I'm getting a massage. Whereas here, it's not so normal. Well, there's a massage parlour not far from where I live. It's a brothel. Everybody knows yeah. it's a brothel. Don't actually know it is, not been in. But the, the general consensus of the community is, that's a brothel. Yeah. Because all the windows are blacked out. And I think a lot of it in it's the not, It's is, not a nice shop front. You can't go in easy. It's just behind a door. Yeah, I think people, especially in the West, or least in Britain, see like massages and spas is like high end so if you're going to somewhere in the mailbox like a malmaison and having a massage no one's going to see that as seedy because you're going to this like fancy place and it's going to cost you a lot of money or like the lush spa a little less fancy um and it doesn't seem seedy whereas if you're going to a massage parlor that's down a side road in the middle of the suburbs that sounds seedy yeah Yeah. whereas in other countries if you're going to get a massage you go into you know wherever it is it'll be a a little tiny area with just a table whatever and just get your massage and it's perfectly normal nice but yeah, they're they're generally in other countries, not behind a plain door. It's just like an open shop, where, you know, anyone can go in, sort of thing. So yeah. Um, side note, I do have to say I appreciate Frank's taste in music, Mark. Okay, what's that? So far, he's wore a Motorhead shirt, and in this scene, he's got an Anthrax shirt on. Nice. Frank's into his metal. I appreciate that. He may metal things, but he likes his metal, so he's got like one plus point in my book now although you could argue that especially in the the mid 90s that being a fan of metal and stuff would 
kind of fits, uh, I guess, the Imagine personality. Oh, yeah. Well, like, like, like Certainly in the, the mid-90s, you know, being into metal was the same as listening to devil music and all the, the world's wrongs were committed by people who were into this and Satanists and stuff, so... Yeah, he would have been the, like, the classic burnouts type of, oh, you know, he gets high and doesn't take his studies seriously and, you know, daughter shouldn't date him type, yeah. type nonsense. Uh, but still, good music, good music. Um, Joey has finally finished Monica's floor and Ross has finally finished his list. He's laminated it. Cringe. <laughs> what? what? You know, the only time you ever use a laminator is at work. Yep. Who owns a laminator at home? You don't need to laminate stuff at home. We've got one. Oh dear. So, well, you, we've already figured out that you're you're basically copying Ross's lifestyle as much as possible. So, so you have an laminator at home. Do you, do you have a list in your wallet that's no, laminated? I don't. I don't know why we have it. I think we had it years ago when my sister was at uni. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, she did like some fashion course, so I think she would do like plans or patterns or something, and then laminate them and then cut them out so they were more durable than just a bit of. Plastic, but it's in the cupboard somewhere. Yeah, ready and waiting for you to get your list ready. All right, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> we'll make our lists. Uh, blimey, we're flying through this episode. We are, especially as the the clips are quite long. The the uh, there's quite a few of them as well. There's also not much to talk about in terms of the episode in general. Like the clips kind of show you what's happening, and then they're not massive talking points. No, there's not a lot of humour so far. The storyline has been Phoebe and her brother with nothing really happens. They kind of sit there and chat. Uh, Joey doing some DIY. The the list, perhaps, like, yeah, there, there really hasn't really been anything going on. It's been pretty static. Yeah, there's no meat on the bones in this episode, to be fair, either. No. Um, but thankfully, we leave the cringe fest to check in on sibling bonding. Ow, ow, ow. Ow, 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 ow. You know, ow. Hey, hey, what's going on? She broke my arm. He touched my fanny. No, she touched mine first. That's my job. So wait, what's the deal here? I can have sex with you, but I can't touch you? Yeah. <laughs> you can't have sex with her. What did you think I was, a hooker? No, okay, I know. You're a masseuse. It's cool. I'm not a cop. <laughs> hey, Jasmine, can you, can you ask Mr. Whiffler if he can wait for like five minutes? Fine. I don't like you. <laughs> so that's what you thought I did? God! That's not what I do! Wait, that, that, wait, that's not what you do? No! Why would you think that? I don't know. I mean, you know, this is the city, you know? I just, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Uh -huh. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's the perfect end to the perfect weekend, anyway. Oh, wait. No, you're right. No, it was perfect. And, uh, I can't believe that I screwed it up so bad. You really thought it was perfect? Well, no, maybe, maybe it wasn't perfect, but, you know, it was pretty cool, you know? Because we had all those great talks, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, which ones in particular were great for you? Well, you know, about the tongue thing. You know, and I, how I told you about my likes and my dislikes. How, how I like to melt stuff and how I dislike stuff that doesn't melt. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, because I, I feel like I can really talk to you because, you know, you're my sister, you know? Yeah, I guess I do, yeah. And then I go feel your friend up and make you mad at me. <laughs> I wasn't hopping mad, you know. You hopped a little bit. Uh, I'm really sorry. You know, I'm really... Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this is my favorite part of the weekend. Right now, this. This? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, come on. We went to, we went to Times Square. We, we found ninja stars. I, I almost get my arm broken by a hooker. She's not a hooker. <laughs> But when I tell my friends about her, she will be. Ryan? Yep. What's a fanny? Well, depends where you're asking. So in America, fanny means bottom, posterior, backside. In the UK, 
it means vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so when even though obviously growing up watching a lot of American TV, we kind of I guess we're bilingual in this in the sense that some of the weird phrases that yep. Americans have. But yeah, every time I watch this episode and she says that, I'm like, <gasps> and then you know my brain has to you know remember what Americans think of Fanny. For, for me, it was The Simpsons. There's a an episode where they go to the beach. And Marge's uh, got some clothing out for, for Lisa. And she's like, oh, I seem got like a starfish on the fanny. And I'm like, why are you saying that word? Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I learned that it means butt in America. Just, just strange. Yeah. Like pants and trousers and all that kind of stuff. But body parts, it just gets really awkward. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, this is kind of interesting. Because like in the mid-90s, like especially like Times Square was a bit rough and dodgy. So yeah, you know, Frank is right. New York is, it could have massage parlors and whatever. Yeah. And obviously, no one's corrected him. Well, again, he's from the suburbs. Yeah, like he's he's quite far out from from you know Manhattan. Like he's not on the islands, is he? Like, but it's quite sweet how he basically almost grows up in this one scene. Mm. I mean, I guess it. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's it's a generation. I think I guess where Phoebe's a lot older than or fairly older than than Frank. So she's like she not isn't connecting in the same way. What's important to her isn't important to a fifteen year old or six year old yeah. is. Um, like I mean there's one 18 year age gap between me and my little brother and there were plenty of things we've got in common but he'll start talking about Love Island and he may as well he may as well just talk to the wall because if you just, just know that they just don't care um, so I get it but it's nice that Phoebe gets you know Phoebe gets to see his perspective on, on the weekend and he had a lovely time which then obviously makes Phoebe feel good although I did like the line where it's like you know it's okay I'm not a cop yeah <laughs> I love Jasmine's voice. She's hilarious. Something about her voice that would entertain me yep. all day. Like her and Janice should have their own show. Yep, definitely. The audible heaven. Um, but then later that night, the whole gang were at the boys' apartment lifting the unit that Joey has built into place. And it's too bloody wide, Mark. Yeah, he did not measure twice, did he? He did not. Well, I don't... It's weird because Joey at the start of this is, is portrayed as competent. Yeah. And then we get a jewel for a wall, you know, everyone has a little mishap. And then he retiles a bathroom. And at no point am I like, this is Joey's competent at carpentry? Like, Well, yeah, he, he should have realized very early on how big the unit's going to be. And to start with, it looked like the unit was going to fit fine. So he's yeah. clearly added more to it. Although some more behind the scenes trivia for you, Mark. Originally, Matt LeBlanc trained as a carpenter. Oh, did he? So all of the stuff he does in this episode, Matt LeBlanc can legitimately do. Okay. Um, probably didn't, but yeah, he was originally going to be a carpenter and then he found acting. Uh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's so much wider like than you just visually look at it and know before you moved it. Now, you've, you've got to remember that this was the time when we had CRT TVs. So if you were designing a cabinet like this, and many people did, especially in America, you had to design it for a huge TV yep. and potentially for a bigger TV down the line. A lot of weight. Whereas now, you do not have a cabinet. It just goes on the wall. Yeah. Boom. Nice. Um, but we're back at Central Park... And we actually see Rachel doing her job for a guy's ridiculously stupid coffee order. Now, this is a long clip, about three minutes, just so you're aware. Okay, sir, let me just see if I've got this right. Uh, so this is a half-calf, double-tall, easy hazelnut, non-fat, no foam, with whip, extra hot latte, right? Okay, great. Ah, you freak. <laughs> Thank you. A coffee to go, please. <laughs> it's a Belarusian. Are you serious? Oh my god. Damn, I cannot believe I took her off my list. Why? Because otherwise you'd go for it? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, you lie. Well, you don't think I'd go up to her? Ross, it took you ten years to finally admit you liked me. Yeah, well, Missy, you better be glad that list is laminated. <laughs> you know what, honey? You go ahead. We'll call her an alternate. Okay. Hold my crawler. Okay. Reach, are you really gonna let him do this? Honey, he's about to go hit on Isabella Rossellini. I'm just sorry we don't got popcorn. <gasps> Hi. Hi. I'm Ross. Um, you don't know me, but I'm I'm a big, big fan of yours. Uh, I mean, um, uh, Blue Velvet. <laughs> um, I was wondering if I could maybe buy you a um, cup of coffee. Or 
reimburse you for that one. <laughs> Aren't you with that girl over there? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. Um, but that's okay. See, we have an understanding. Um, see, we each have this list of uh, five famous people, and you were one of mine, so I'm allowed to sleep with you. <laughs> no, 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 it's flattering. <laughs> I don't no, know. Wait, no, wait, 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 Isabella. <laughs> don't, don't just dismiss this so fast. I mean, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, for you. <laughs> is that the list? Um, yes. Can I see it? Um, no. Come on. But, okay. I'm not in the list. Um, see, but that's not the final draft. It's laminated. Yeah. Um, okay, see, you were, you were on my list, but then my friend Chandler... <laughs> ...brought up the very good point that you are international, so I bumped you for Winona Ryder, local. You know, it's ironic, because I have a list of five goofy coffeehouse guys, and yesterday I just bumped you for that guy over there. <laughs> We're just going to be friends. <laughs> so, Isabella, I, I'm pretty terrible with like actors anyway yep i don't know who she is uh i don't think she's been in much you would you would have seen but if you were to see pictures of her from her heyday you'd recognize her okay um i'm not overly familiar with it either but when i googled her to check who she was i was like oh her um but yeah she's she was much bigger then so she'd have been someone probably like ross in his late teens grew up fancying as right, opposed okay. to being like super current um well, yeah, Friends does this quite a lot, don't they? Like, with some of the actors uh, they've mentioned in the past, you're like, why are they mentioning them? They were, like, famous in the 70s and 80s, and this is a mid-90s show. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a bit weird when they have, like, the, the real actors coming on playing themselves. Yeah, it is odd. It stands out a little bit. Um, um, I will say, though, props to Russ. I was going to say, if it, if it was that easy, only that easy, right? Just going, like, well, you know, you're on the list, I get to sleep with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like that he actually... <laughs> goes and does it given yeah. how like shy and kind of like you know meek Ross tends to be in general actually see him you know what fine then I'll go do it um, I would have quite liked to have seen what would have happened if she'd have been up for it just to see Rachel's reaction yeah I think that would have been quite interesting but yeah 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 I think that that actually probably would have been more interesting than her her line of you know oh there's a there's five other coffee guys and you have sadly bumped off the list like that's it's quite a clever line yeah it's funny but but I would like to have seen the fallout from Okay, oh sure, like here's my number, like and him going back to Rachel going, I got a number and you yeah. know, something happening, right? Then you'd have to like see, you know, the Rachel, the confident, attractive woman being all like, Oh my god, what's going on? Yeah, and, yeah it, I, I would have liked that. That would have been more entertaining to me. Yeah. There's a lot of funny lines in here, you know, where it's like, Oh, this this is just the draft version. She's like, It's laminating. Yeah. <laughs> I just like it the way it, you can't see it in the in the audio clip. But Ross's mannerisms where he's like explaining now she's international and he bumped the front of rider who's local and like yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. kind of like to himself. Um it's just funny. Yep, definitely. Good times. Um we leave the coffee shop and the boys are at the apartment looking at the unit that's too big and Joey bets Chandler he could fit inside the unit and Chandler takes that bet mark and that's five dollars puts yeah. five dollars on the line Joey climbs in Chandler locks him in using a small plank and leaves the apartment after posting the five dollar bill through the door I like the way he put the five dollars through and the way Joey goes yoink, yoink. <laughs> I mean again this is like the one episode full of classic clips like, you always remember Joey in the cabinet. No, if it's from this incident, so Joey in the cabinet or the other one, it's still Joey in the cabinet. I think this is the perfect setup for that future episode where that happens. Yep, the drill for the wall, Chandler falling over his door. Like, if you're going to sum up a Friends episode in Tiny Clips, this one's knocking it out of the park. But this is certainly what it's like when you live with someone else, where they do do stupid things. They're like, I built a cabinet for both of us, and it's covering both our doors and is annoying. Yeah. And you're like, you can't say to them, get rid of it because they've built it and stuff. So you kind of put up with it until it basically boils over and you're like, it has to go. I mean, I've only ever lived with, with Jess as outside of like a family home. We've had the whole building to ourselves to decorate. Um, but well, I she have, had to put up with you. Yeah. But I have a lot more stuff than people. So I mean, she used to complain that the apartment, like my apartment, and she lived in it because there was dorky, nerdy things everywhere. And I was like, 
Well, you're more than welcome to put your dorky nerdy things if you want. I just have more dorky nerdy things than you do. Like if you want to move the stormtrooper helmet, move the stormtrooper helmet. But what are you going to put there? And you'd be like, I don't know. I'm like, well then, what are you complaining for? Like, <laughs> go go find something to replace the stormtrooper helmet, and you can put it there. Yeah, that's that's the pretty much the end of our episode, right? Yeah, it's it's a weird one because it's not bad. And lots happens, just there's not a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, it's it's not an episode that I don't want to watch. And I don't think there is any episodes where I'm like, I don't want to watch them. It's just not that entertaining of an episode, I guess. Like, it's it's not bad. There's nothing that stands out. There's nothing offensive. Just nothing really happens. Yeah, there's there's no, like, side-splitting hilarious moments either. No. It's just, okay, that was, that was passable. Yeah. Like, the, the, the list stuff, I think, is what, what kind of stands out the most. Uh, people do obviously bring up and laminating lists and stuff like I think it's it's quite relatable as I said I, I really don't like Frank right now I, I just don't like the personality trait he has I like the story arc I like Phoebe getting to get to know a bit of her family and feeling like more a part of the show like a lot of the uh, the first two seasons Phoebe's you know we always were to the outsider she's you know she's not directly connected to the group in any way um, but I like that we're flushing Phoebe out a bit more and we're getting to know more of you know the buffet world it's it's nice to see, and she feels a bit more permanent and central now. Definitely, yeah. It's you know, I guess maybe you could say it's a Phoebe episode, which can be really great or like this, because the, the the rest of the gang don't really have much to do no. in in this whole episode. So yeah, it's it's just kind of I wouldn't say boring. It's just not a very entertaining episode. Yeah, there's there's not a lot to it. No. Which is why I think we're, we're pretty much finished, right? Yeah, the quick pad mark pad. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is probably one of our shortest episodes in a long time. Yep. So if you've, you're fed up with our long episodes, uh, you'll be glad to hear this one. And if, it's, uh, if you do enjoy our long episodes, you'll probably be disappointed. I mean, if you're on your commute and the episode is finished now and you need more watching Friends, this is where you sign up for the Patreon and listen to the Patreon exclusive stuff for the rest of your commute. Perfect. Perfect segue, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where is the Patreon, Ryan? On Patreon. What's the, what's the address so they can find it? Why do we always ask me for web addresses and social? Oh, yeah, this is boring now. So it's patreon.com forward slash watching friends, the title of the podcast. I don't know. Which is for all of them. And you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. You can board, you can email us. I've done that all that already. Ryan doesn't do socials. He doesn't like promoting the podcast. I don't like... It's not that. This I is why we have two listeners. I, I push the podcast at work all the time. I just don't like social <laughs> the media. same two people. No, <laughs> meant to push it to the world. Oh, just drop flyers around. I just... Yeah, just, yeah, do just that. Do flyers that. all over yeah, the store. Uh, so, yeah, you can promote the podcast for us, everyone. Uh, we might get a third listener then. Yeah, word of mouth is good. Yeah. So, uh, but this is your episode to end. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we'll be back soon, as always. <laughs> Are you going to finish that sentence? I'm just... I don't know. I'm just trying, still trying to get my head around your hatred for, for Frank. It, it's affected me. Okay. We'll, we'll discuss it afterwards. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everyone. Cheerio.